You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Quad Life Crisis. My name is Daryl. I'm Soraya. And on today's episode, we have a special guest, Sakina, who uh, in 2015 she actually moved to Istanbul spontaneously. We're going to be, you know, digging out the reasons as to why she went, how it was like living there, and why she came back to Malaysia. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason why we're curious about this topic is that so many of us dream of, you know, okay, like, I guess the days when we used to travel, right? <laughs> Travel even like these days. <laughs> I haven't been in the airport for yeah. a year. Oh wait, I went to KLI for that sale. You know, forty percent off the oh, designer stuff. Got a sale? <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> A few months ago, I didn't even know. <laughs> But yeah, back when we used to travel, like we would go to places and we'd end up in a city or a place and fall in love with it very quickly. Yeah. Right. But how often do we actually say, you know what? I fall in love with this place and I want to live. Feel the move here. <laughs> yeah, to actually make that move. Like, yeah, right. It's a crazy thing, right? <laughs> so we wanted to speak to you. About. Well, um, Sakina, oh. as far as I can understand, you moved to Istanbul because you fell in love with the city. Uh, when you went there the first time around. So, what is it that you did when you went to Istanbul for the first time, and what is it about Istanbul that you love so much that you decided to move there and live there? You know, actually, I didn't do much. I spend my days just like walking around, talking to people. I spend my days like I was already living there. Yeah, so I didn't spend my time like tourists. The first time But around, you mean? The first time around. Ah, okay. So I I decided to go for one month, which I understand it to be two months. So I rented an apartment for a month, and every day I just walk around. I feel like stopping somewhere. I go somewhere. I sat by the seaside, just soaking in the whole like local experience. Mm. Instead of treating it as a like a, a vacation, a vacation, mm. and I really like the energy of the city. I think the people are very passionate. They are very creative. They are very warm. The food is good, and I think the most important thing that got me to move there, I think, was because I felt at home. Yeah. Wow! Yes, in just two months. In just two weeks, I decided to move there. In just two weeks. Oh, in just God two damn. weeks. So it wasn't even like you, you know, you stayed one month and then you're like, oh, you're not enough lah. I want to extend. And then you extended one more month and then you're like, hey, yeah, still not enough. I want to live here now. No, you know, okay. After two weeks, I mean, I wasn't ready to leave. So I was like, okay, I have to decide now what to do. If, if I'm staying, I have to look for another place. I have to look for another flight ticket. So what I did was I took the ferry and I went to the park. I sat on the rocks by the seaside and I just sat there for hours, just basically just looking within. Mm. Yeah, so I just spent time like not thinking but feeling why did I feel this way? Why do I feel like staying? Then I realized that I felt at home there because I don't know before, you know, when you're at a certain age, you feel like you're on this journey where you feel restless, like you feel <laughs> unfulfilled. You feel like you're just living on the surface. Oh my god! You put yeah. that perfectly into words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when, <laughs> so when I got to Istanbul, I felt at ease. I felt at home, but at the same time, I felt so alive. Yeah. And then I started crying, and I was like, "That's it. I'm staying." So basically, what I had to do was because I was living in Bangkok, so all my stuff was still in Bangkok, and I was supposed to move in with my friend. So uh, my stuff is at all. Uh, everything was at her house. 
So I called her. I was like, I'm not ready to go back yet, but I think I'm moving to Istanbul in August, just like that. So yeah. it's crazy. I I believe this. You know, it's like if you really want something and you have faith, it will happen. But what is it about Istanbul in particular? I mean, Akila. Yes, I have been there. I think yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yes, I've been there, and I I feel you. I see. I see what you mean. It's such an amazing city, and I feel like there is something that pulls you. What was it about the city that pulled you? Yeah, there's a special vibration to the place, right? I I think I like that people are so passionate. Prior to moving to Istanbul, I was in Bangkok, and I felt like um, people don't know what they believe in enough. Like I think maybe also because of the law and stuff. But in Istanbul, if there's an issue, something happened this morning, for example, around eleven, twelve, you see people on the street already. Wow. Yes, yes I remember. I, yeah. I I happened to be in Istanbul on the anniversary of a, a protest. I was there with my parents, and then we yeah. got we got trapped in a restaurant. We were barricaded inside the restaurant because yeah. they said you can't go out. It's not safe. There's tear gas yeah. and uh, protesters. Yeah. I I yeah. see what you mean about passion because mm. they were yeah. you know they were commemorating. It wasn't even like oh we're protesting something that happened today. We're like we're commemorating a protest that happened last year. Yeah, and here we are, you know, passionately on the streets. Yeah, uh, right. Showing our feelings, and you know, like people there, they are so creative. They are so in touch with their creativity. Even when let's say you. Go to a butcher shop. If there's no customer, sometimes you see the butcher playing saxophone. You see Ooh. people, yeah, people who much like, shine shoes on the street at night. They play music, so mm. it's really interesting. Right. Mm. And what plan did you have? Like when you moved there, did did mm. you have like you know a, a job in mind or like you know a place to crash? And did you know anyone? <laughs> so when I went the first time, I was already freelancing. I, I got some projects lined up already. So I didn't know anyone the first time, but I met a few during my first trip. And then mm. when I moved there, I didn't really have friends. I mean, I know some people, but I didn't have friends. The first month, I booked an apartment on Airbnb. I mean, I I knew at that time which neighborhood I wanted to be in, but I didn't want to sign long term right away because in case I didn't like the place. So I booked for one month. And I started looking online on like um, places to rent, and I found like just a few blocks away in the same neighborhood. Yeah, so I guess about about where to stay and which neighborhood to be in, you have to research a bit because you need to like the place that you live in. That really make or break your experience. How long were you there for? One year. So at the start of it, did you plan that you're gonna stay for one year, or was it like you know I'm gonna go here and then ah uh, whenever I feel like coming back, I'm gonna come back, or probably even not. <laughs> Actually, I plan to be there long term. Like for <laughs> good. Plan, but I felt like, oh, I'm I could like stay here for a long time. But you know, I live my life following my intuition quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And one day in Istanbul, I woke up and I felt like it's time to go home. And not home as you move back to KL. It's time to go home, move back to Trangano. And I I left Trangano when I was 18. Even when I called my mom and she was like, "Are you crazy? I've been asking you to move back." And she never said yes. I mean, you always said no. And suddenly you just call me saying that you're going to come back. Like I said, I don't know, but everything has a reason. I guess. Right. Looking back, I think uh, I'm glad I listened. To my intuition, because I got to spend time with my mom before she passed away. Right. Okay. So I had one and a half years with my mom. Wow, this is really impressive because, like, you know, you you went through a year or probably even slightly more living just based on intuition, mm-hmm. and then here, you know, every single impulse purchase that I make, I question my decision ten, ten, twenty times. <laughs> 
I know the things that we the, the decisions that we make, right? I mean, like I tried to buy powdered peanut butter, and then I was like, "What am I doing? <laughs> Just buy the regular stuff." Like, what do you mean by powdered peanut? Well, butter? what powdered peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot lower in fat or whatever, lah. But I'm uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, intuition is something you yeah you feel that you have to spend some time digesting, right? So, what was the experience like living in in Turkey for a year? Oh, it was really great. I mean, it was not during the best time because that's the time when there's a lot of attacks by ISIS and uh, what's the name of the Kurdish group? I forgot. Anyway, there are two groups like attacking Istanbul. So, just before I moved back, actually, that it was there was a coup attempt. I was there when the the army just took over the bridge and then jumping out of helicopters and shooting people around, you know, stuff like that. At that time, yeah. But would you say these were the biggest culture shocks, or were were there actually not that many for you? Not that many. Apart from the language, there are not that many culture shocks, and I think because. I have been living among more modern, both modern people and more conservative ones. So nothing is really shocking. And after living in Bangkok, you know, nothing is really weird anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you see the weirdest things there. So my next question would be about like the society and and how you how you surround yourself in Turkey because like for for me at least everywhere that I go even. You know, right now in KL, I need a sufficient amount of of a social circle. But for you to start a new somewhere altogether, how is it like building connections, building a community around yeah. you, and also how did you support yourself for one year? So I supported myself uh, through my freelance projects, mm. which I managed to secure before my move. So I know that I had something. I was very lucky to have really awesome housemates. Yeah, so I met people. Either through my housemates or maybe some friends introduce their friends in Istanbul, or through my uh, going to events or workshops and classes that I joined. So I joined quite a few uh, art workshops. Mm, I tried okay. sculpture for the first time. Some people you build better connection, I think, because uh, they can speak English. But people who don't speak English, you know that you feel the warmth, but you communicate on Google Translate. <laughs> like okay. with my sculpture punya instructor memang he doesn't speak English mm. so we communicate on, on Google Translate yeah so before we started the session me and Shreya yeah. was talking about my personal aspirations when I was much younger because yeah. you know like we all grew up my family for example always say oh you when you work hard you got to study hard you you get your degree and you just go abroad live in Europe live in the States live in Canada Australia yeah. all this yeah. I grew up with the uh, sort of idea that someday before I turn 30, I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to move mm-hmm. abroad and then that's where my life is going to be. But now, you know, I have, mm-hmm. a, I have a completely different goal in mind. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, back then I wanted to, like, <laughs> we, we spoke about this. I, I wanted to live in Spain so much for yeah. no yeah. particular reason. Whatever, <laughs> right? I think you've brought it up in like several episodes. You, yeah, you, you wanted to live in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Never too um, late. I I know it's never too late but like what does it take for someone to actually do that to move to some place because I know like you know intuition is one but like practically you got step one two three four five six what does it take of course you have to research yeah the guide for Daryl's future move to Spain share it with us (laughs) okay (laughs) 
I mean, like, and if I want to go for a year, I need. Can I even get yeah. a get a visa that can last me that long and stuff like that? I don't know about Spain, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite similar. You can get a one year visa permit, but you need to have, of course, you need to have some money because for residents permit normally they don't allow you to work, so they need to see a certain amount of money in the account. Okay, let me ask you. What do you do now? Full time, I I produce videos. Ah, that's that's a skill. So you can be anywhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. it's a skill. <laughs> no, really, because because you can do this job anywhere. Because I know friends who move around just by taking photos. Yeah, you know. But then so, again, it's not like they can't find another Spanish guy to make yes, a, to yes, produce videos and course. stuff like that. You know. <laughs> But there are websites you can go and search. For people who look for freelance video, um, mm. videos and stuff, so you have to look for a lot of freelance jobs, lah. But to be safe at the beginning, for Turkey, the visa to make the visa it doesn't cost that much, but they need to see about six thousand US dollars in the account. So six thousand for a one year visa. Yes, they don't take that money. They just want to see the account. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's not too bad. I thought yeah. it's much more. I thought it's like <laughs> yeah. they need to see like you know sixty thousand. Oh, I thought no. okay. They just need to see that you will be able to support yourself without actually going there to look for a job. After you got your visa, you can take out the money. They need your health insurance, money in the bank, fill up some forms. Of course, they go through your background and whatnot. It's not that difficult. <laughs> and I have yeah. one more question, one more anxiety yes. that has been running through my head. Yes. <laughs> right. So there's one thing that I've been thinking all this while. If I were to just up and leave and go somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm sacrificing that particular amount of career growth that I'm having right now. So like right now, I'm I, I'm you know probably like. Two three years into producing, if I just up and go, if I come back, am I still gonna start from yeah. fresh? Or am I gonna continue from where I am? So that's what I've been thinking about, lah. So was it the same case for you as well? Did you have this sort of fear, any this sort of anxiety and stuff like that? At that time, I was already sort of I wasn't too attached to the corporate punya dependency. I I broke away from the shackle of everything. Mm, it has to kind of happen at the right time in your life yeah. when you are looking for that change, right? In your case, you had already tasted the corporate life, and you were like, okay, yeah. I I want to change from this. I want something different. Yeah. And I suppose your trip to Istanbul coincided with that moment yeah. in time when you were kind of at a crossroads, yeah. and you thought, well, you know what? Now is a great time to take the leap, right? Yeah, and also, of course, it's less scary when you have a monthly income. But once you actually, for example, once you start doing something else, you will realize actually, hey, I can still survive. But I mean, you yeah. know, thinking of Daryl's Spanish dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking back of like the last time I went to a place and really thought, oh my god, I want to live here. There have been so many places that I've been to, but not all called to me. Um, mm. One that actually really called to me was Berlin, and yeah. walking through the streets, you know. Certain neighborhoods, I really thought I could yeah. live here, but it kind of stopped there. Yeah, the dream yeah. just remained a dream. Why? <laughs> That's the thing. I think we have, a lot of us have to ask ourselves what is holding us back. Okay, like in my case, it was being bonded to Astro. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but I mean, I'm not bonded anymore. You know, those five years yeah. are up. So why, why haven't I taken the leap? So I'm wondering, you know, do we then get too comfortable? Number one, and then number mm-hmm. two, are we allowing anxieties about adjusting to life in a new place? Mm-hmm. Are we allowing those to hold us back? So I mean, how, what would you tell someone who maybe would love to make that move but has yet to act on it? What would your advice? To them be. I think most 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 people don't make the move because they get too comfortable, and also because of the they feel like there's a security with the job. 
But one of the things that you have to be prepared when you move is you don't get the same comfort. You don't won't have a car. You would have to walk a lot. You have to maybe climb up for for floors of apartment mm. to get to your you know. But but it depends of if you really want it, you'll do it. No, really. If it's really something that you want, then you will you will stop giving those excuses. You know. Right, and yeah. I don't know if you can help us with this. Like, but but for the benefit of myself, for the benefit yeah. of Fry, and benefit of all our listeners, if you want to get freelance jobs, what's the best place to go to go look for? There's a Fiverr. Oh yeah. Right. Fiverr, yeah, I have yeah. a Fiverr account, but then oh, no, one, no yeah. one bought anything from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what you can do also because now a lot of people do like work remotely, right? Mm. So you have to network a bit, and you just ask, or you go to their page, and you see if, let's say, they need. You think, oh, they don't do enough good videos. You say you can approach them, like call, not call calling, call call emails, and just, mm. just offering a service. Right. So to take the initiative yourself, yeah. you, you see a gap. You know, yeah. you've identified yeah. a gap in a certain company, and you're like, I yeah. can feel it. Hire yeah. Me so as that's, a that's what that's what that's what you have to do, like You have to be a bit more proactive. I guess time yeah. to upskill a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but Daryl, on Fiverr, what did you put as your expertise? Um, audio edits. Oh. Uh, podcast editing and stuff like that. But like, I had a look at my competitors, and they had way better profiles. I just didn't put much work into it. I guess. <laughs> ah, see, update your profile. <laughs> yeah, you can sell yourself. Yeah. Yeah, about time lah. But now okay. is the time, you know, because with the pandemic, I think this is an interesting thing to be talking about: freelancing, mm. being exactly. a bit of a no, a digital nomad, being able right. to, you know, put down roots anywhere and work remotely. And my ultimate goal is before I turn thirty, I wanna, mm. I wanna take a gap year or probably half a year, depending on how much yeah. I can afford, and just to travel and do whatever I can. So obviously, spending all my savings option or it, it's, it's probably the, the stupidest idea ever like. so I've been looking up like freelance jobs what can I do if I were to, yeah. were to do I, I don't know if you can give us a sort of an advice how does this whole self-employed digital nomad thing work you know how do we how do we get into it well um, I'm not a digital nomad anymore but back then I was doing social media and online marketing so <laughs> that's how I could do online stuff basically I think I saw Some friends posting about a project, so I applied for that project. I didn't get it, but the contact from there got me the freelance project. So basically, I think you just look for any like opportunity. If there's something you you don't know whether you will get it or not, you just apply mm-hmm. because you don't know who you might get to meet through that. So just cast a really wide net and just put yes. yourself out there so that the more opportunities you try and sign up for, yeah. the more that you actually land for yourself, right? Yeah. And when the time is right, it will happen. And also it will happen when you want it enough. Mm, yeah, I believe that. I believe that. That if you doing it, but you feel like, ah, I'm just doing it, but I don't know when, then it's not focus. Mm. But if you think like, okay, I want to go to Spain in two years, In which month you have a goal? That's when you work towards that goal. If you don't have a goal, then you're like all over the place. And like okay, nanti lah ibuat, besok lah ibuat, or nanti lah biarlah. But if you have a goal, okay, in two years, this month I want to go there, so I will find a way to make it happen. Right. So, for example, when I decided after two weeks, okay, I really love it here. I want to move here. I already said I want to move here in August. I set a time. 
I mean, hearing your experiences of how it's not that difficult, it's like, you know, we create these barriers yeah. in our own heads without doing all the research and finding out that, hey, yeah. you can actually make it happen. Yeah. Okay. One more thing, you also need to know, be sure why you want to move there. Like, why, why do you want to go to Spain? Why do you want to stay in Spain? <laughs> It's a good question, you know. <laughs> it's just, you know, a, a temporary <laughs> change and environment. Just before I turned 30 and really focused on adulting, technically a transitionary sort of an experience which I want to do before I yeah. start getting big loans and stuff like that. So then, Sakina, would you recommend that that we do it at this age because we don't really have, I mean, there's no ball and chain. <laughs> Ideally, yes. Ideally. Because now, you don't have... Okay, of course, you have to answer your parents, to your parents. But when you when you're single, you can just pack up and leave, you know? Mm. Yeah, Daryl. Now, luckily, yeah. you only have plant children, huh? Plant children. Imagine you have real ones. <laughs> Where am I going to put my plants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This started out as like, okay, Sakina, tell us a story. To like, Sakina, give us advice. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. So it's still possible for you, Daryl, and uh, for yeah. me, I yes. and, uh, hope so. We'll uh, see. You know, I still think about it. Like sometimes, I I still, you know, I am still planning in my head. Okay, if I want to move to this place, how much do I need? Uh, you know. But okay, when you moved to Istanbul, you were thirty. I turned thirty when I moved there. It's been a few years since, and you would still make that move, right? Mm. You would still do it again, even now. Yeah. How how different would this potential upcoming trip be compared to what what you have done in in Turkey? I think if I move somewhere in the future, I think it's to grow as a person and to grow in what I'm doing as well. Mm-hmm. I think when I moved the first time, maybe because I was on this sort of life journey where I needed to find something, you know, to feel at home and stuff like that. So I guess I have overcome that. In Istanbul. So next, I think it's more about about what I want to achieve. Back yeah. then, you wanted to find yourself. Yeah. Now that you found yourself, you can take that self and plant a seed and grow. <laughs> yeah. So that's why that's why I uh, I ask why that particular place. Mm. So when you have time, spend time with yourself, then you start asking questions like why you want to go to a certain place. Doesn't have to be Spain. Like let's say, oh, I want to spend. Time in Singapore, but why Singapore? Then you mm. will have a, a stronger drive. Yes, because mm. you know the purpose. So basically, figure out your purpose, figure out your timeline, because it looks like that's also really important to have that concrete timeline that you can build. Your financial. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. We can make it happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as daunting as it seemed. I think before we had this conversation. Oh no, it's not. You know, like how when you travel, some people will say like. Hey, how can you afford and maybe you're earning less than them but then you you, you realize that hey, I don't spend on this shopping lah apalah faham tak masuk I like yeah. even like some people oh I cannot go I don't have the money there. but you spend on other stuff you have the money you just don't spend it on this mm-hmm. it's all about channeling it towards yeah. a certain dream or goal lah, yeah. you know It's uh, yeah. so man that powdered peanut butter uh, <laughs> good thing <laughs> I didn't buy it because now <laughs> I've got some spare change to put in my tabung move to wherever. <laughs> oh, it's difficult though with the pandemic, but yeah. Oh it's not God. impossible. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It you know, I, I know someone who moved to Istanbul during the pandemic. Really? Wow. Yes. A Malaysian? 
Malaysian. Thank you so much for sharing, Sakina, and reminding us also that you know, following your intuition, listening to yourself, Mm. um, and uh, your heart, I suppose. Oh my God, Hallmark card (laughs) moment. But you know what I mean. You know, listening to yourself, not just listening, but obeying. (laughs) Yeah, it's about knowing what you really want. You know, in conclusion of today's episode, I think what we can say is (laughs) like you know, whatever your gut tells you, you freaking do it, lah. You know, if if you're young and you have the resources to do it and you know you've got nothing much holding you back might as well just go and get it over and done with yeah so, but do some research also otherwise you might yes, get yes. in trouble prep work prep work <laughs> <laughs> don't worry too much about it see you worry about something that hasn't happened yet alamak yeah mm. true so <laughs> <laughs> all uh, the best with your plans <laughs> Well, that's our episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you liked our intro and outro music, that was done by Nidosmas Music. That's N-I-D-U-S-M-A-S Music, which is some Sudin music backwards. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram. That's Quarter Life Crisis Shock. Shock is spot S-Y-O-K. Thanks again for joining us, Sakina, and sharing all your expertise. Thanks for having me. It was a very inspiring episode. I learned a lot of stuff. I think this coming weekend is going to be a lot of research. <laughs> 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 Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.